0: Welcome to our Talanoa Talk Now podcast, hosted and brought to you by the American Samo Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. This podcast is part two of a two-part series. Tala falawa, ol tatou fatanoanga ne, ole noa Talk Now. O mfai un ele mau Samoa moete atu sa wangafaloto i fale masa wangafafewsua inga. Ol fatanoanga lini ole vaenga i lua, ni vaenga se How did you reach your level of success given the gender gap, especially among leadership, especially where you are now? How did you reach your—what do you think? How how did you reach your level of success?
1: Oh, wow, success. I think it all starts from being— going through elementary, high school, always the tautua, always giving, always participating. And then also being doing uh, a job that is considered it's it's a man's job to be a CEO of Aspa and just traversing the waves of of you know people that are doubting mm-hmm. your leadership, mm-hmm. but then it all comes uh, down to love, yeah. love unconditionally to know that. You've seen all these problems, and you see the employees need a a, a person, a leader, to that's really doing what needs to be done, not doing what you want to do for the image, for the glory, but But for the good of the community. It has to be the good of the community, and then just of being going back um, to the village not having being taken out of ASPA but know that God there's a plan
2: there definitely there is, is a plan the so plan. the
1: plan was like okay go back to your village take care of your mom get back to where you see that there has been so much change back to your roots yeah to your roots uh like all politics is local go back to your roots look at the change because working 24 7 for aspa for 16 years kind of like got disconnected but going back it was like oh my goodness this is where i need to build up so and then running deciding that "Hmm, i i i believe i know the problems and how i can approach the the problems, a solution. And then just wanting the urge to run. Not having a committee, but just walking. I've walked the village and Mm -hmm. just see the, the ocean, the mountains, the trash, the environment. So I think a lot of people were considering the fact that I just, I'm a doer. You don't need to be told, and all these meetings and writings and stuff. No, no, it's time for me to walk. (laughs) So I think they see that uh, that's how I feel that I've become successful. It's just continuing the legacy of what our ancestors the role models, of, you know, being nurtured by a mother that's always giving, uh, always doing things for others. Now I'm doing the same. And when I was young, I was like, "Oh my God, this woman's crazy! I don't know why she's calling people to come eat. We don't have food." <laughs> so and doing. So now I'm like oh, I'm doing the same thing. (laughs) So that's what I feel that that's how I'm getting my success, where I'm at right now.
0: (laughs) So what would be the most important piece of advice you would give 18-year-old Andra Samoa? Focus
1: in your education, but don't forget to put others uh, in your pathway of success. Go get active in your community. Volunteer. Uh, be Build up your confidence. Mm-hmm. And be strong in your values. Uh, don't let anyone, uh, you know, tell you what to do. Don't let anyone control you, manipulate you. Uh, know yourself and know that You have been, you know, um, you have you have uh, plans that uh, you know a higher being is guiding you to accomplish, and with all the um, aspiration and, like I said, the education starting from your family and the teachers and also your role models go out there and express yourself. Uh, don't be silent. Uh, if you want to be uh, silent to do it in a way that you could go do work, um, you know, walk the talk. Mm-hmm. It doesn't ha- You don't have to be visible. You don't have to go out for image. You just take incremental steps in helping others starting first and be unconditional. You know, these days you want everything, you want to, oh, okay, am I going to get paid for this? No, yeah. just go out and do it with a uh, feeling fulfilled, that mm-hmm. there is a purpose in life, yeah. and whatever. Even if you get to be a janitor, you know that's one of the important things that i learned when my mom was a janitor we used to wash i that's one of the um pride i tell my my kids all those windows at the post office i wash all those windows <laughs> in the floor and, and that was the humility most, yeah. And the humbleness humbleness yeah you take it with humility and no um pay can really really fulfill you
2: with things that you do uh, unconditionally thank you I think that one of the things that you said earlier like to create the clone up in the heart that you want it just it made me think of a lot of the people that have come before us in our culture and our, our someone setting where where they want to see a better Sama and a better opportunity for a lot of people but you know they're just fighting cultural beliefs and cultural systems that just continue to push us back but I'm grateful that you shared ways that we could do that yeah definitely because if we don't take an interest nobody's gonna do it for us no one yeah we have to do this and you coming from I guess what we would call a corporate but it's more so government-owned corporate organization where we were you know focusing on power. And that was a huge thing. I think one of the board members, Morris Gallon, used to say to me, he worried at night, how would you guys keep the power on? And how would this be able to sustain the whole or, um, island? And there were so many changes you all made then. And now we've got some really good things that are going with that. And now you're in, the, in our local communities you're working through your village and you're finding your voice there and thankfully being inspirational for other young women that will make a change and get them into. Yeah. One of the studies that we saw in, in Apia when Samoa, that they did when they asked women about why aren't, why are there not enough women Matais? And they said, well, I don't want to be a Matai. I would, when you, I have to take care of my family. I would rather be the one that works, that provides. That I don't need I don't want to be a matai. I just want to take care of my family. So that was a very interesting. Yeah. <coughs> that was very interesting as we talk about perspective. Yeah, it was really interesting and I thought, okay, that's different. You know, maybe it is that even if they were given the opportunity, would they even want it? But still to be asked would be great or to be recognized would be even better. And when we talk about the women's plight, there's still the fafafinges. Yes. You know, as we talk about gender, gender. and we look at non-binary gender, and we talk about, you know, how do we bring them into the discussion? And there we have brothers or sisters that are in our family that are it and you know, it's time to move them forward as well as other marginalized populations in our community. And yeah, we we right.
1: have we have gays, lesbians, you know. There's a lot. Um, you know, for me, they're all part of our community. Yeah. We have to bring them in because there are uh issues, social health yes. issues yeah. that they yes. need to be a voice yes. uh, with regards to prevention, yeah. intervention. So and the the thing that I see as an observer, I sit there and I just like look around when each representatives are articulating their um, concerns of issues and I just like, there's so much superficial analysis. Mm-hmm. There's a need for thorough analysis of issues and as you know it's the same thing, oh bring ASPA in, bring Astaca in, bring Public Works in it's like oh they come there like i've been in that yeah so, I was like say. i get pulled in <laughs> rather than just come and meet go meet with the directors and it's just like they they have issues that are always repetitive mm-hmm. and it's like those are the kinds of what i need to want change the representatives that, you know, I know I'm a, a minority as a woman, the imbalance of representation yes. that is a core value of democracy. Yes. But then you see there's no transparency. There's <clears throat> no proper analysis of issues to articulate change in policies, you know, with regards to violence, domestic violence. Where is all this? There's a lack of... So that needs a, a change, a change in the constituents knowing yeah. the kind of person that they're going to vote in, you know, uh, there is a need for a woman, there's need for a proper, qualified, you know, representative
2: to articulate
1: issues. So.
2: Yeah, we had a, we held a community engagement and... One of the attendees had stated that, um, you know, as far as this gubernatorial race, they're being told not to talk about family issues, not to talk about domestic violence. And, and I, didn't, I didn't ask why, but I could just kind of guess. But what do you think your thoughts are on why they would, why they would tell the gubernatorial candidates not to touch those issues?
1: the, you mean the people that were conducting, sponsoring
2: the debates? No, oh. well those, oh, the, your community, their, com- their committees are telling them to stay away from those topics of family violence, mm-hmm. and they're being told to, those are hot issues, let's not address But those. I would
1: think the hot issues are their priority to be discussed with a yes. platform mm-hmm. of solutions. Yeah. So in regards to their um, not uh, properly analyzing situations with proper solution or they're sensitive to not wanting to rock the boat. Yeah. I I wouldn't, if I was a candidate, those are issues that need to be discussed because it's a reality, it's affecting the core village structure. Of you know having broken families mm-hmm. uh, with regards to problems that are being outlets and excuses for control, yeah. you know uh, 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 a husband beating up a woman and a husband that's addicted and coming home to, it's affecting the kids. The kids get to be turned into the same kind of clone, you know, and,
2: and they carry it for years. It's the baggage that they carry for years, and this is the community that we're growing. And if we don't start to make that change, the community starts to decline, and we see it. We see it in the the drug atmosphere. You know, there's just a lot that's happening. And so we need to have these really good dialogues. Yeah,
1: so I was told by someone, oh, you shouldn't pursue the drug issues because Mm -hmm. for your safety. I said, oh, my safety? Uh, what does a safety have to do like and I was like I should have told this person oh I'm ready to die so why would I be scared to pursue this you know but it's just people's priority are being dictated for with the image yeah the image of being uh, beholden to someone politically so or a job or if you uh, put that on your uh, level of priority at the bottom uh, you know you will get something where mm-hmm. someone can be employed in your family it's yeah. just like what do I get from being silent you know that's what what do I get uh, from getting you know compensated so it's those kind of questions so for me, I feel like if I'm beholden to someone, so what's the purpose of really empowering and inspiring others? Yes, I don't feel
2: good doing that. <laughs> I also believe when we're when we're resting on somebody voting because they will give you a job, I think then we don't be, produce our best selves because that means we're just accepting. I'm not gonna become a better, I'm not gonna go to school, I'm not gonna, or I'm not gonna learn a trade, or I'll just wait for this person that's gonna take care of my family. But I think that that's the reason why we have broken systems, is that we're hiring people to just provide them space, because they've helped us, helped a political candidate, Mm -hmm. versus really identifying who can do the work, and how do we teach our people to do the work properly rather than continuing to put people into wrong spaces and not teaching them. Yeah, they're all misplaced all over the place. (laughs) They are. They are. And I saw that at the hospital as well, you know. But having this heart to make a difference is really important because then if you have a heart to ensure that your people are taken care of, that they have livelihood, that they can produce, what you're doing with your soul. You know, you're really going out there and connecting the ecological and the physical and the mental and the wellness. If we don't do that, we're gonna continue to just backslide. Exactly. I appreciate that, I appreciate you.
1: Yeah, the the metaphor of having a holistic Mm -hmm. uh, body, mind and soul, is um also a metaphor that i can also relate to with breaking the glass ceiling yes you know where the woman is very hard to break the glass ceiling in a culturally sensitive male dominated community where the control and you you are there to serve not to be served Mm -hmm. so for me i feel i need to serve because that, that, that the, the, the model of in order to be a leader, you have to serve. But leaders these days, I see,
2: they want to be served.
1: They want to
0: be served. I,
2: oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I, know. I think that that's the problem that our heart to take care of our people. You know, back in the days when there were smaller, smaller populations, you could go to your neighbor if you needed sure, you could go to your neighbor, if you didn't have anything to eat, they, you'd walk by and they'd tell you, oh my, oh my, I, you know, we have something to share. But nowadays it's, it's not that our neighbors are not as, we're, we're not, we're not worried about our neighbor. We're more like, eh, koi oh my. Self-wave, mm-hmm. you know, we exactly so our hearts have changed, and I think a lot of that is the wellness that we're, in, you know, uh, <laughs> so. yeah, the, the reflection
1: of so much of what is a uh, government lack of is also a reflection of. The breaking up of so much of the institution. Yeah. Marriages and you know, the family. (sighs) Yeah. So the domestic violence violence is increasing, the drugs, the crime, the corruption. So it's a reflection. And that's time for any person that wants to let can we try this way? Can yeah. we get the women involved now? Can we get them to be part of the... Sweet. <coughs> we have we nothing to making? lose. We have nothing to lose. Let's try this yeah, way. We have so nothing let's to get lose. them to be part of the Matai system. You know, accept yeah. them, so... Um, But I know for going back to, you know, recommending to 18-year-old Andra, you know, stay focused in school and also try to get out there in the world, Mm -hmm. see the difference in the culture in the world, and then get as much... Uh, education and experience and come back uh, to serve independent though yes you have to be independent no one can tell you what to do please be strong and say with all the education with all the values foundation that has built up on my parents my role models yeah I am worth to say I can do it you know So that's what I would, you know, recommend again, in addition to telling them to uh, stay focused, engage, pray,
2: be independent, so. Can I ask, I'm gonna ask, uh, uh, excuse me if this has been asked, but I don't, I'm not quite sure. Do you feel that the political playing field will ever be leveled for women in American Samoa? Not
1: for a long time. (laughs) Not for a long time. And why do you
2: think that? Because
1: uh, the entire structure of our culture from a village level uh, has to change. It has to come from the bottom. And we do not yet, I do not see yet, there's something that has lost with what the ancestors, the way the visionaries back then with their heart. The heart has been changed with so much enticement of money and power yeah. that if it's not from the foundation of our core structure culture, because it takes a village, it takes a village, and if it doesn't start in a village, then you don't, you can't um, create uh, visions visionaries from the young generation to rise up and then make the change up to the legislature side Mm -hmm. where the bills are passed in accordance to change and then the constitution you know because we have our constitution and the constitution also does not uh, model after the u.s constitution so because of our treaty of the deed of session uh, with regards to protecting our culture. Yeah. So the culture really structure, uh, it's going to take uh, probably not my generation, but we can plant the seed. Yes. And creating ideas are powerful with articulating to the young generation. It's not going to get anywhere if this is how we're going to,
2: you know, continue.
1: Yes, yeah, so.
2: I agree. I agree that there's changes in those that are, you know, particularly 45 and down because there's a lot more social uh, social media influence. So they see that there are some behaviors that are not acceptable. So you see a lot more of the women that are 45 and under where they're reporting sexual assault on their that happens to their daughters versus before it's like they, there's a shame and a taboo in talking about it. And, it used to be in the research that we've done is that definitely the grandmothers or the older women in the community would be like, "No, let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it because it's just it's shameful and shameful for them." And they just move forward, but there's no wellness or resilience building for that child. Yeah. Yes. So it's it, it just amazes me that if we don't start to recognize that change is coming whether we like it or not mm-hmm. with this instant access to media off island and they start to see more of what's happening in the states with protesting, it's gonna change whether yeah. they like it or not they've done the protests at the Fono, look at what they did with the monies
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, these are different times, exactly. they've got to move
1: Yeah, we, we need to get that word shame shame out of our vocabulary because, you know, there's so much depression. Yes. There's mental health issues. Yes. And a woman, you know, with regards to being educated and independent will need to rise up and articulate, not being fearful, you know, like grandma and great mm-hmm. grandma shh sh- yes. you know, hush, hush hush you know, that's not going to mm-hmm. make our family look yeah. good. So if family look good, what about the individual yes. that's devastated, yes. uh, that can, you know, go into mental depression, yes. so those are things that, and I believe that with, um, you know, the independence and educated woman wanting to be a voice, uh, seeing the desperation that our society and community is going through without any proper analysis and support. Yeah. So, but we need more men
2: to also step up and say, yes. "Our sisters can exactly. do this. They exactly. are just as smart. They're just as powerful. There. If we don't have a collective voice, it's going to even be, continue to be difficult." Yeah. But um, and I know we've had a lot of discussion, but I just have to ask you this one question: Is do you think there's gender equality in American Samoa? Gender equality? No.
1: There's no gender equality. I experienced it myself, being in the phone uh, the, There's definitely a need. Yeah. Uh, and that's out of a lot of uh, women to rise up and be a voice. And even the men themselves yeah. that uh, recognize, as long as we acknowledge the problem, yeah. that's a step. That's a step to move forward.
2: But there's no gender equality are there any platforms or any programs that you're doing right now that might promote gender equality um, I know that you're the sewing class is great because it's giving women um, power to take control of livelihood and make a way for themselves Like. Um, yeah,
1: so right now we have some women that are like the speaker's wife, mm-hmm. um, the falitua of the chairman of the entire LMS. Uh, some of the falitua from, you know, different villages. And, you know, I think I'm planting a seed oh, so that they can recognize in terms of the equality mm-hmm. that's lack of. And just thinking, I'm thinking way ahead in terms of what other projects that we can take, yes. uh, that I can take, like I'm starting to think, okay, let's go have a site visit, like here, hospital, Hope House, mm-hmm. so, and even just to, you know, come and be um, promoting what we're doing to the legislature so they can see themselves
0: it's just like
1: wow and even health wise i see yeah. it but yeah there's i'm thinking but i don't have it's just like planting a seed right yeah. now the sowing, the LA and you know going to have site visits selling their product and just also teaching them the budgetary um you know accounting balance oh, yeah. their budget instead of getting the money and funerals and weddings, and there's no savings, you know, the proper use of their selling of their products. So, but yeah, there's a, if you really think of anything that can help me, because I'm just doing it all by myself. Yeah. Just
2: using allowance to
1: supply. And I love, I love when
2: I see that you're donating any of your office budget. To develop these programs that help women with sustainability. Yeah, I think that's awesome. We should be commended for them.
1: Well, like I said, it's just giving back and empowering, uh, building the local capacity, mm-hmm. you know, something that I see it's needed. And I don't see it from a village level. If all the village can rise up yeah. and be empowered like this, you don't need to depend on the, You can also have co ops of having a five oh one C three and partnering up with you guys. And even these ladies need to know about domestic violence. I don't think and we need to have like a session and inviting you guys to come and come. Yeah,
2: Yeah, definitely we Judy um does the community engagement and so and the training. I would love to invite Definitely. You know, I use it also as
1: a outreach for health. You know, yeah. inviting my sister to come and take yes. the temperature. You know, the yes. weight. because some of them, you know, they need to be yeah. aware.
2: Definitely, so. let us yep. know when okay. you would like that, and
0: then we'll put it on the schedule. Yeah. Is that what you think, Judy? Mm. Good idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So um, we want to thank you. We've come to the um, conclusion of our uh, podcast of our discussion. Good talk. Good talk today. Thank you so much, Rep, for being here. Um, So we've come to the conclusion of today's podcast, and we want to thank our Honorable Representative, Andra Samor for taking time out to sit and share with us some of her thoughts on gender equality. And especially thank you for all the work that you do out there for our community. Thank you to all our listeners for listening to today's podcast. We hope you find this discussion useful and informative. And please tune in to our upcoming podcast, or visit our website at www.asalliance.co for more information. i 4. Thank you for joining us and hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast hosted and brought to you by the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. For more information, please call 684-699-0272 or send an email to asadsv at gmail.com. Visit us on our website at www.asalliance.co, or visit our Facebook page at American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Faf Tailo a mai ma atonu sa famili ina lo fa fonganga ileni fatal noanga u amafai awinatu ele mau Amerik Samoa ete sa wanga faloto i fale masa wanga fa inga monisi fam tala nga fa mololeva auli telefoni ono valfa ono evaiva. O fitulua, pe e-maili mai foi asadsv at gmail dot com, pe asiasi lungo ile lungo leo penga www.asalliance.co, ole Facebook, ole American Samuel Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence, faftai.